1: Hello and welcome to another IGN UK podcast, another week, another podcast, it just never stops. Matt Perslow, how are you? I'm
2: alright, thank you Simon, how are you? I'm well thank you, you've got a lovely little holiday coming up so you are technically stopping for a little bit. I am, exactly. I'm I'm stopping, I'm flying, I'm going on a flight for the first time in two and a
1: half years. I hope you have
2: a bloody lovely
1: time Matthew. Thank you. Um, Al, you're not going anywhere are you? Never,
0: I'm here Never. for the long term. Well,
1: actually, didn't you go to New York about a week ago?
0: Uh, it was about three weeks ago. Yeah. Yes, I <laughs> okay. did. But yeah. still, my spirit remained here with you guys because that's you know you're my yeah. true family. Oh,
1: <laughs> that's that's. I'm sure your kids and your wife would love. <laughs> They're love upstairs. To
0: hear that. I, obviously, I'll tell them something yeah. different.
1: Are you feeling a little, little croaky there? Oh, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, went
0: sort? to an awards ceremony last night and uh, yeah, got beaten by some rubbish website. No idea who they are. <laughs> uh. We
1: look we, we don't need accolades because you know what we have we have the best listeners on earth and if that isn't me sucking up then i don't know what is um should we talk about one of the best games on earth which is undoubtedly overwatch um more te- more to the point overwatch 2 we've actually finally got to play overwatch 2 which is very exciting if you're lucky enough if you're into overwatch anyway you might have been lucky enough to get into the closed beta which started this week and it runs till the middle of may and yeah we've me and matt played a little bit one night uh, al you haven't you haven't played any you've seen a little bit i believe i haven't actually
0: i'm not a pc boy unfortunately oh, no. so i would love to play overwatch too, but i'll have I, to wait
1: i believe future testing phases will come to console so that keep would your eyes excited. and ears open but um yeah i feel like we're not gonna you know we're not gonna go too too on about this because if you're not into overwatch a lot of this will be meaningless to you but that's how i'm gonna preface this is if you were never into overwatch i don't think overwatch 2 is going to be the game that makes you get into overwatch because it is a very similar game still hmm. but i feel like if you're into overwatch There are things that make it feel like a very different game. What are the kind
0: of headline changes then?
1: Well, I think the biggest one's got to be the change from six aside to five aside, isn't it? Like, and the fact that you only have one tank now. I mean, the tank role has completely changed in this game. I feel like if you play damage or support, you're largely going to be doing the same things and you're kind of used to it. But if you're playing tank now, you just, like, your role used to basically be anchor the team and largely protect the team with shields yeah. whereas it's quite obvious with overwatch 2 they want to get away from this shield meta that was driving everyone insane and just basically make it much more of a brawler game than a, like a slow tactical team game which overwatch did become at some point and i never really minded that evolution so i always enjoyed the team play aspects of it but i do feel like it is now much more of a 1v1 like mm-hmm. scenario brawler game than it is trying to synergize with teams but to be honest the more we play it the more that will probably come with overwatch 2 and you'll find new ways to play together
2: i think one of the interesting things about this tank change is obviously overwatch was originally inspired by mobas it has like a little bit of league of legends in it it has a little Mm -hmm. bit of dota in it it feels from the very limited time that i spent with it that maybe tanks are going more towards what tanks are in those games in that rather than as you say creating anchoring shield points they are the characters that have the most health and so kind of like need to be sort of joined by a DPS character. So they're the people that are taking the the tanks absorb damage purely because they've got high HP and mm. they have to be joined by like a DPS character to actually do the finishing moves. Whereas before having two tanks, particularly if you've got like an Orisa and a... um like a reinhardt let's say yeah. or you know the or a sigma that could put up the multiple mm-hmm. shields the shields were doing the absorbing rather than the actual tank character right. itself whereas we're now at a point like the tank has to take the damage to allow the squishier characters to be kind of like the killers basically mm-hmm. yeah yeah you mentioned
1: arisa like she is i think by far the biggest hero change. we've mm-hmm. got sojourn who's a new hero completely who's just a, a fun, like from I've played a very fun DPS character not a million miles away from what soldier is but has a very cool alternate fire um to a railgun and just yeah she, and the skid and jump we are big fans of skids in games over here and it's a good skid but um yeah arisa i think yeah kind of encapsulates the whole change of this game in one character really which is yeah she no longer has a shield she's very much now almost more of a damage character than a tank in a way like her guns very powerful i think at this point obviously they're still in testing this is a beta she is too powerful at the moment like trying to fight an arisa is a
2: horrible experience I mean, especially if there's a mercy attached in term uh, in right. terms of like the the word tank which obviously she is, yeah. is she I think whilst Bastion quite literally is is like a robot that turns into a tank, I think Orisa is the thing that reminds me most of what that word derives from. She is a Mm. massive, very heavily armored kind of piece of machinery Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. a huge cannon on the side and the ability to absorb a lot of damage, but it's not like she was before where she's erecting kind of like shields and defenses around a team. She is the thing that kind of bull charges into the fight now. crucially
1: chuck a very large javelin mm-hmm. into people which is very fun. Um yeah, I feel like that it's really opened the game up. And I've still only played probably around 6 hours like I've, you know, it's enough to get a grasp of it, but yeah. um I'm having a great time. Like I you know, I never fell out of love with Overwatch just over the past year. Played other games, you know, and waiting for Overwatch 2 basically and it's it's, uh, it's reminding me why I love this game so much and just it does feel like not that overwatch was ever a slow game
2: it's always been a fast-paced game but it feels even quicker now I Like think, those lack of shields yeah just... you know when you were saying about how like orisa kind of like encapsulates kind of like the changes mm. that they've made i also think like Sojourn as a new character because she's so fast and she just these skids mm-hmm. and leaps out of the skid and kind of like a very fast firing machine gun like those two characters together almost feel like uh in microcosm mm-hmm. kind of like the theory of what Overwatch 2 is supposed to be yeah there's so many like changes
1: like that under the surface I think like for like I, we still don't really know how they're going to release this game and coordinate Overwatch 2 at first did people like you know if there's a lot of overwatch 1.5 jokes is it just an update is it just a patch i think on the surface if you look at it you can very easily make that assumption like it doesn't i think it looks sharper it looks a bit nicer it doesn't look like mind-blowingly different uh to overwatch one i do think it sounds a lot better they've done like a full sound pass in this game and a lot of the weapons sound really good mm. um especially soldier's gun sounds great now i think but um
0: what about like yeah. if- maps and game modes like- so
1: there's yeah there's is it four or five new maps so there's that's a healthy amount of new maps, including two which take place on the new mode, which is called Push, where a giant robot basically pushes. Like It's like tug-of-war, basically. It's a bit like if there's one payload both teams are fighting for and they're trying to push it to one end rather than one team attack and defend. Yes. Um, that's a fun mode. It's not revolutionary. It's similar to how you play a payload map, really. But I do like the big robot. He's very fun. I like the way he runs. Yes. Uh, it's just. It still has a lot of charm. That's one thing... More than it being just a ridiculously fun game to play, that's what I've always loved about Overwatch. Is they've always got that charm, the characters, the color. Like it's still all the new maps look great, they feel right. Like I haven't about to learn them really yet. Cause I've barely been able to play one more than once. But it all feels like it's heading in the right direction. Yeah, and we still really don't know how much more there is going to be before a full release. Like it could be, it could be September. It could be next September. It could mm. be like we really don't know.
0: Is it supposed to have single player
1: this time? so they're releasing that separately now they announced right. so which means like that is the thing i'm more excited about because like like i am into overwatch lore and you know there isn't too much out there like and this is the game that was going to bring a lot of that world building and that story to overwatch and i feel like that's a way out now which is a shame but you know overwatch pvp is still as fun as it, yeah. Well, arguably more fun than it has been for the past year or two,
0: from what I've I've been playing. Anyway, yeah,
1: I'm excited. You think you're going to get back into Overwatch
0: Two when it when it comes out, Al? Absolutely. Um, the, the only issue we've got is that, what seven or eight of us on the team. Yeah. So you got we either kind of split it or just. Well, we can
1: do custom games, four v four. Maybe that's too few.
0: Who knows? Um, but but, yeah, um... I'm, I'm interested to see the the dynamic. But like, I'm trying to. Because I've not played for a few years. Like, Roadhog mm. was always a favourite, so I don't know if he's changed much.
1: He's pretty much one character that's stayed the same. Like, right. they kind of nailed him to begin with, I think. Like, he's had little tweaks and balances, but he's still got all the same gear, hasn't he?
0: Yeah. So. Um, mm. But, like, I think there's so many characters that have been introduced since I played it anyway, so it'll probably feel like a new game. For me mm-hmm. so yeah.
1: i feel like new arisa might be interesting because i feel like in some ways she's similar to roadhog someone who will just get into the action and try and deal damage the javelin kind of takes a similar skill set to the as the hook did so right yeah i feel like that's a, that's an option new bastion as well we mentioned it briefly he's very fun like see he, he's just much more mobile now and i feel like that's another step from trying to get away from this shield matter is you can't just anytime you want turn into a turret and just lock down a position like he's always on the move now which is good right so yeah it's just it seems very fast paced and
0: what about um, it. Torbjorn has he changed much he's not changed since is they the made it different now is it
1: I, think I don't I, I haven't played Torbjorn yet there's 33 characters now there's a lot of them to get through There's a lot but yeah Exciting. So much too. It's, it's looking good. Um, it feels like it's real now. For like a couple of years of being like, oh, what, when's this coming? Is it? Is there problems with it? I feel like you know it's heading in the right direction. So I'm excited. Nice. Very excited. Al, you've had an exciting week. Well, playing.
0: Mm, what, that, well, that, come on! That's selling it very hard. Okay. You have had a.
1: <laughs> I've had a seven out had, of ten week. You've had a week. You've had a week playing. Uh, nintendo switch sports
0: yes and it feels like i uh, i've stepped back 15 years or whenever the last uh, wii sports came out i bet you it's longer longer ago than i actually remember it is a fun game but it is exactly the same as mm-hmm. wii sports was and while wii sports you know way back then was kind of revolutionary and i remember kind of it was the first game that got other family members standing exactly. up and actually playing yeah. stuff. And this still does that, but it just doesn't have that kind of novelty.
1: I know what you mean. Uh-huh. Every time I look at it, I'm like, I feel like I had my fill of this back then. Like, I don't know. Maybe, like, I was talking to Joe yesterday, maybe if it was a game where we were still in the office every day, like the odd lunchtime, we'd all play some yeah. Switch sports and have a nice time every now and then. The, but, the problem yeah. is,
0: is the the best games... So there are only six games... Which is not a lot. So there's, um, there's bowling, tennis, volleyball, badminton, football and chamber, which is basically fencing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best games are tennis and bowling, frankly, which was the best <laughs> game? the original ones?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to put out a controversial opinion. I find badminton one of the dullest sports to play in real life anyway. I, I, I've never been a badminton fan any sorry if there's any uh shuttlecock heads out there is that what I, call
0: she, I don't think they're called shuttlecock uh,
1: heads <laughs> <laughs> well i didn't put the pause in there so you, you've added that but um yeah badminton not for me my least favorite of all the racket sports anyway continue
0: <laughs> uh, well badminton and tennis are obviously pretty similar in terms of mm-hmm. how they play um the thing that I didn't get a sense of at all is that obviously the technology has moved on a lot in this time, but it, yeah, it doesn't feel like it actually makes a difference. Like, you know, when you're bowling, you not feel like there's any more control over the spin of the ball mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like, um, tennis is obviously tennis, you know, it's, it, it plays exactly the same volleyball. You've got three moves now. So you've got the, the dig and then the set and then the spike and, the spike, and you've got yeah. to do those moves, but I was playing it with Ed and he mm. was literally just jumping around and managing to do the same move. So it's, again, right. it just feels He's already
1: like, a volleyball pro, get him on the Olympic team. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> if you want to see a seven-year-old throw himself on the floor, then yes, he, he's brilliant at that. Um, but I, again, I think what you've got to remember is like, this is supposed to be fun for all the family. Mm. And in that respect, it is. Like, both my kids yep. enjoyed playing it. It mm-hmm. was a nice thing to sort of bring the family together i guess i just was expecting or hoping for something a little bit more yeah and like well,
1: they're not adding golf until later are they and golf is always a good one i feel like, like yeah i haven't really seen much it.
0: and yeah. also because obviously when that was in wii sports resort you had the um the wii u pad that sat on the floor mm. and it that was again felt kind of special like with this, with football, there's a penalty mode called shootout. And you, if you've got the leg strap, you can put the thing on your leg and kick. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not particularly um, accurate and you can't like apply. Well, I certainly couldn't apply spin. Not that I'm a world-class footballer <laughs> or anything like that. But it was just like, it was. I may as well just swing it with my arm. That's all that sounds like danger, Ed with
1: a foot strap sign attached to it, swinging around. That feels like something's getting broken. Well,
0: I promise you, I attach those things so tightly to their arms that it's basically (laughs) cutting off the circulation because everybody it it does bring that whole thing back but obviously these controllers are actually quite expensive now so it's like Mm -hmm. please don't break yeah
1: i mean it looks like it does look like fun but like i said i feel like it's been there done that like i don't know I don't like Matt. Do you have any connection to Wii
2: Sports or uh, very important kind of part of my university years? Like it was um, when I first started uni. It was maybe like eight months after the Wii had come out, maybe maybe a year. And the first thing I did was I blew my almost my entire student loan on buying a Wii for the for my flat <laughs> as basically an icebreaker and made very close friends with the people I yep. lived with because we played Wii Sports all the time. Um, you bought friends is what you're saying yeah, basically you know I for all intents and purposes whilst I, I do live with you know my housemate like we have separate lives largely and play separate mm. games and stuff like that I don't need a Wii Sports successor at this point in my life I don't have a is family there any, right is there online can you play against uh,
0: so there is um, it just wasn't available I think it um, came online uh, okay. yesterday so I haven't actually had the chance but yes there is that as mm-hmm. well as local like, it's even things like the character creation is pretty basic. I think there's like eight different hairstyles for, oh, come f- on. for like collectively in total. So mm-hmm. like, like again, my avatar looked pretty much the same as Ed's, although <laughs> I, he had freckles and I had wrinkles. That was the difference. And it just I mean, that's feels real life. Isn't that literally? is real life where he hasn't got freckles, but I do have wrinkles. Um, but yeah, it just feels like could have, done a bit more than that and again maybe there are more unlocks because i've played it for about two hours i guess maybe three Mm -hmm. but it it just feels like you know you've played a few games and it's like i've seen what this does um Mm -hmm. and i think like he will love playing it i'm not sure how much i will go back to it Mm -hmm. yeah i i played a bit of wii sports with friends back in the day you know what? i
1: actually played quite a bit of the what was the PlayStation Move equivalent? There was a really good frisbee golf game I played a lot of. I played a lot of Frisbee golf. Um I can't I remember what that was called That Probably sound like All Star Sports that rings a bell or move sports. I don't know. Um but yeah, I don't know, like but like it's definitely one they're trying to like, you know,
0: get on the back of people's nostalgia, but they're pushing it yeah. hard. I've been served yeah. so many adverts for but this it. Is,
1: this is a crucial thing. How's the menu music and the music for the games? Is that anything close to what the Wii Sports ones were like?
0: Again, trying to capture that, but, you know, it's, it hasn't got that same nostalgia. Yeah. Like, again, the presentation is lovely. Like, it's, the, it's all set, like, bowling is set in what looks like a library. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, and so that is all really nicely done. And obviously it's, you know it's nintendo so it's polished to within an inch of its life but for yeah. me like how much is it so it's it's 40 quid oh, yeah if, you know well, the, that's, that's like... the you know what did it, it the Wii sports came bundled didn't it? Mm-hmm. i think with mm-hmm. and that to me was a was why it was so successful whereas yeah. this you know chuck it out for 20 quid yeah maybe 40 quid well just do it uh,
1: just do a i mean it's easier said than done and nintendo don't really do this but do a remaster of Wii Sports or Wii Sports Resort and then you do get the music there wrong.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I might try at one point if someone... It's the sort of thing, if I'm ever at someone's house or in the office and someone has it on them, I might give it a go. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm not going to rush out and, and buy it. Do not necessarily. do that. Um, Matt we both we've both watched the same film recently mm-hmm. I watched it because I said I was in a Richard Linklater movie and you said have you seen Apollo 10 and a half yet and I said no I haven't and then I watched it what a fun story that was <laughs> um, this is a really lovely film I've never lovely is the word, right word right <laughs> yeah um, do you not know what this is about um, no Okay, it's the new Richard Linklater film, who's one of my favourite directors. If you've seen any of the Before trilogy, if you want to be heartbroken, or Dazed and Confused, or Everybody Wants Some, or A Scanner Darkly, um, he's made all those, and he's very good. Um, But what he's really good at is just kind of... Well, he loves making films about teenagers in Texas, to begin with. That's one of his favourite things he likes to do. But he really does... He's great at, like, capturing moments in time and more, like, moments in people's lives as well. So what this film is, it's basically you're just alongside... It's just, like, nine or ten-year-olds. Um, ten and a half. It? That's yeah. where the... he's ten... Oh, yeah. Uh, idiot. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. But, no, um, no, no, no.
2: Apollo ten and a half's
1: the project, yeah, was, right? It's the, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think he's... But I think he is ten as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's basically just following this kid um, in, like, the weeks before... The Apollo 11 launch it's around that year that summer of when you know the space race is all kicking off and for a large part of it, you're just kind of following this. Like, I don't know, I haven't actually read too much about it. I'm guessing it's kind of semi-autobiographical uh, of Richard Dinkley. Like, there's so much detail in there that and it has to certainly. Be. Like, I don't actually know how old
2: he is and whether he would have been necessarily He's 61. Yeah, so he would so... have been, mm-hmm. he would have been like seven or eight when that was. Well, I also and... think it might have a little bit of that kind of romanticism about because it's about mm-hmm. his love of the 60s, right? And I think some of it is like not actual memories of the 60s that people didn't live in the same way yeah. that kind of like. Not that they're similar films, but Last Night in Soho is obviously a romantic kind of image of London in the 60s that didn't technically exist, but Mm -hmm. is important to people. Yeah,
1: but from the name and from the picture, it's on Netflix, by the way. It was released on Netflix two or three weeks ago, and it's only an hour and a half as well. It's um, animated in the style of Like a Scanner Darkly, if you've seen that, so it's kind of all shot with real actors on a green screen and then rotoscoped, so it has that almost weird effect that I quite enjoy. I I think it puts off some people, but I I really like that effect. But yeah, basically from the name and that you'd kind of think maybe it's a space film, whereas in fact, it's largely like uh, Matt said, following this 10 year old just in like, what life was like for him in the sixties basically, all the T V watched what he'd do with his friends and how life was and then it does cut between these like fantastical elements of him basically being an astronaut as a ten year old and going through NASA training and stuff like that.
2: It's just a really sweet film. The thing is is it's kinda like the idea is is it's the it's the nineteen sixties through the lens of a child who is from a family that like NASA is important like his dad works mm. for NASA he's kind of obsessed with the idea of space flight and basically he is approached by NASA and by the end of the film like I'm I do wonder how much of this is like his imagination or how much it is actually NASA but the 10 and a half comes from the idea of like they were building Apollo 11 but they made it too small so now they need a child <laughs> right. to go into space for them and that's Apollo 10 and a half. Right. so kind of like all of the film and like his his adoration of kind of like NASA and space flight and the fact that obviously where he lives like NASA is important like people are watching the flights and it's very very important to his dad and that kind of builds up to this idea of like he's going to go into space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is
0: it's it, just
2: um, really really
0: nice. Is it a kids film or
1: I could I think it's a family film, I don't remember there being anything that would not be appropriate. What is it oh, it says it's a 12 possibly like the odd shit or something like that there might be a yeah (laughs) there might maybe a little bit of language but there's no like actual content wise i don't think there's anything um i don't know if it would hold a kid's attention it's not like a kid's film necessarily it's kind of like it's quite i think the voice so it's all voiced over by jack black who plays the older version of the 10 year old he's basically just like narrating what his life was like as a kid basically um it's just really, really nice. I feel like, similar to when I recommended a 90-minute Netflix film last week, you know, if you've got 90 minutes, it's on Netflix. I check it out, it's really
0: nice. Um, yeah, and watch all of Richard Linklater's films if you can. That um, should be a, a new feature, Cardi's 90-minute Netflix recommendation. <laughs> yeah. Has there's to not be that 90 minutes. Days, though.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I know, it run out. Well, I was going to recommend Boyhood as well, which I think is an unbelievable film by him, but some people don't, I, don't, I feel like there's not enough respect put on how incredible achievement, Boyhood is as a film, um, but yeah, that's nearly three hours. So that's definitely oh. watching in two parts. There Let you, get, there you go. Recommendation. Two
0: recommendations. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, yeah, very nice film. Maybe I'll just have a new section, which is just very nice film section. Uh, it's probably easier, isn't it?
0: Cardi's um, feel good moments.
1: Well, that, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't have many of those. Um, All right. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um... Do you know what? Let's get let's keep things moving. Let's do an endless search this week.
0: All right. Inside, is the UK IGN crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the ones in twos, we got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I've got a question for you. Hot up, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah. And the ones in twos, we got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I've got a question for you. Is it endless search.
1: Al, you are the master
0: of all knowledge well i don't know
1: where i'm going with this
0: uh i have dug through our giant sack and found a little gem from adam clayton who from
1: you too uh, yeah
0: he's not doing a lot these days <laughs> is he fine uh i think he's all right but you know yeah. him and the edge had a bust up so he's just uh, writing okay. in and emailing us um and and he's sending in uh an endless search called mm. hit or shit no. It's very highbrow, as you can imagine. <laughs> uh, and it is a bunch of films which scored, critically, shit, but uh, user reviews hit. Okay. Now, I'm going to read out f- actors' names, five actors, and you have to tell me which film it is.
1: Okay, so these are all critically bad films that the audience is like or yes. they well, over, odd... f-
0: over 50% uh audience rating under okay. 50% critical rating so what you're okay. saying
2: it's the filmography of a certain filmmaker that's uh, <laughs> that's had prolific audience campaigns around him recently well
0: there's do you know looking at some of these i am surprised by some of their mm-hmm. their ratings oh, oh okay. some of the critic scores are a little bit over 50% but only a little bit uh, okay. right. So, obviously, okay. uh, the names that I'm going to read you are all from the same the film. Game. And they okay. will get easier as we go on. But obviously, okay. you get fewer points. Oh, okay. So, who wants to go first?
1: I mean, are we just buzzing in? I don't I, know. What well, we're...
0: I think one guess each per name. Otherwise, uh, you'll just okay. be firing yeah, can, them, at me. We we yeah, right. we'll do that then. Okay. okay. First one. John Turturro. Is that how you pronounce his name? Totoro? Totoro, yeah. Him. I mean, but uh,
1: I'm trying to pick up a critically bad film with John Totoro. Uh, is, is he in
2: Transformers?
1: I think he is. It
2: Transformers? He's in one of them. Is in the first one?
0: Um, I mean, this if, is my if, poker if, is face. I, I can't. I mean, that's, that's,
2: that's my guess, is Transformers.
0: Mmm. <laughs> Transformers it, 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 Two. It, it, well, I don't know. What, I don't know which one this is. Oh,
2: it's going to be. Oh, God, it, it, we have to remember the names. Of Dark Transformers: Dark
0: of the Moon. It's not that one. <laughs> uh, Transformers: Age of last, Extinction. Hang on a minute. Right, next name. <laughs> the last. The last night. I'm just going to see which one? one it is because. Uh, uh, which one is that? I don't even know which one it is. <laughs> Like I need the name of the full name of the film (laughs) because it doesn't have a one or a two or a three in it.
1: Okay, well it's obviously one we haven't said yet. is it the last night? Is it that one? No.
0: Uh, Is that one? So the second actor is Tyrese Gibson.
1: He's not going to help now. just going to be trying to remember the names of Transformers films. Well, you said I said Dark of the Moon and Extinction, an Age of Extinction. Is it that one?
0: No what are the oh, other ones
1: what
2: was the
1: i
0: think it's uh, the second one i think it might be the second one
1: yeah uh, oh that didn't have as ridiculous a name i don't think
0: so we're going to drop to three points now is it transformers uh oh, does
1: it sound like i felt like it's one word like revengeance it's... but it's not Ooh,
0: revengeance. it's not it's... that
1: it might be oh oh i think i might know it now but i'm gonna to have to wait aren't I? the
0: what? next name hugo weaving is
1: it revenge of the
0: fallen it is yes. revenge of the fallen <laughs> oh, well gosh, done cardi scraping my brain i'll,
2: I'll <laughs> take a small amount of personal victory for at least getting the franchise right straight yeah, out of the game yeah i feel like yeah you you helped out a lot that
0: that the next one uh, all of these should be slight slightly easier i think uh okay. right next film jenny slate I'm not sure I know who that is. No, me neither. No. Nope. Alright, moving on. Michelle Williams.
2: Hmm. Um, is this uh, Venom?
0: Yes! Uh, <sighs> very good, Matthew. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just associate her with good stuff. Oh, well, yeah, normally. And I was like, well, it's yeah. not any of those, is it? It's not. Is it yeah. Blue Valentine that she's
1: Blue in? Blue Valentine, yeah. yeah. And I was thinking of Shutter Island. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking,
0: but these are all good. Well, that had a critic score of 30%. But an an audience score of uh, eighty-one lunacy, absolute lunacy. Come
1: on, come on now, people.
0: (laughs) Who are these people? (laughs) Um, Right, next film: Nick Offerman. Hmm. Um. Hmm.
2: God, I genuinely think I might have only ever seen Offerman in uh, Parks and Rec. I saw him in Palm and Tommy but that's another TV show
0: he's in <laughs> Devs as well
1: he is he's on a lot of TV I'm trying to think of films it's none of them <laughs> yeah uh, if,
0: next uh, one I don't know Emma Roberts hmm
2: again everything Ryan Murphy ever made never films yeah. I'm trying to think of, Yeah, yeah, film like, like TV
1: um,
0: next one it's not I like Scream
1: 4 is it no there we go
2: Will Poulter. No. Will Poulter. Oh, it's... um. Oh, uh, were the Millers? Oh,
1: yes. That's yeah. it. That's what I was trying to think of. I couldn't think of the name of the family. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're the, I'd wear the Coopers in my head.
2: I'm like, who are they? I've never seen it. I literally <laughs> only no, know No, neither poster. have I.
0: <laughs> well, you got it right. A 49% credit score, a user score of 72. People uh, loved it. Next one. <laughs> it's a classic. Scott Eastwood.
1: No idea who that is. <laughs> no, is he son? Yeah, it's Eastwood son, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I don't. I'm guessing. I don't think I've actually seen him anything. Um,
2: it's not Gran Torino, is it? He's not in Gran Torino. Yeah, it is not. No. <laughs> Which it, that, that <laughs> was well that liked, room. wasn't it? Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, next one, Karen Fukuhara. Hmm. Jeez. Oh, Pacific Rim. She's in the boys,
1: right? I'm thinking of the right person. Uh, I don't know. I think she's...
0: I don't know. Let's move on. Uh, Jai Courtney. Oh, God. Suicide Squad? Yes. There we go. That's the only Jai Courtney film I could name. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so with four games down, Cardi, you're on six points. Matt, you're on seven. So it's close. Uh next one Gary Boosie cool I mean there's a lot to a lot to pick <laughs> from <laughs> I d- I can't no that would. Mm. now I'm going to give you the next one Flea sorry oh that is I know
1: what this is what was he in
2: what was the name sorry
1: Flea Flea from uh, red from hot, red chili, hot peppers. chili
0: peppers. I, he can't oh, have been in that many in my... films. Mm-hmm. Surely, this is
1: him. I, I, I can see him. <laughs> I just uh, let's move on. All right,
0: uh, Craig Burko. That hasn't helped. Flea was the one. That's, <laughs> it felt like. Well, I think the next two. I feel like I lot. can
1: see him sitting in a diner. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong film. I don't know. Is there possibly on. a
0: diner in this film? Uh, Benicio del Toro. Oh,
1: this is so annoying. This
0: is for two points now. I know this is. And then the last name will obviously give you the biggest clue. Do you want me to go straight to that?
1: I feel like we're going to have to.
0: Johnny Depp. As the. I mean, lead. he's
1: done so many bad films. He hasn't
2: done Wait, is, this, is this Pirates of the Caribbean? It is not Pirates no. of the Caribbean. This is quite a
1: recent film, I think. Not. It is not a recent film. Isn't it? No. Well, I'm, what flea film am I thinking of? That's totally thrown me off. Um, are they both in... Um, oh, what's the... Um,
2: Wait. Oh, he's, but it's... it's it's not fear and loathing, is it?
0: It is fear and loathing yeah. in Las Vegas. That got bad reviews. Uh, critically, forty-nine. Oh no, hang on. Yeah, critically forty-nine. Audience score well, eighty-nine. I did
1: not know it was that critically low. I, I, there you go. The things you learn.
0: Uh, right, four. No, one, two, three, four. Oh, five more. Um, cool. What's the score? The score is eight to six in favor of Matt. Come on, Cardi. It's a good game. It's a good game. Uh, I'm I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce this correctly, but I'll do my best. Uh, Kiala Settle. I don't know. All right. Uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen.
2: Matrix Resurrections.
0: Nope.
1: Did he pop up in... I know he's been... Is he in Aquaman?
0: Nope. I didn't realise that this was a critically poor film either. Huh. Next one, for three points uh, Zendaya. Uh,
1: Zendaya. And What film's that? What's the one where she plays
0: uh, Michi? <laughs> for two Is points, that the Crudes? It's not the Crudes. Which
1: one was that? I don't
0: <laughs> know. Uh, for two points, Rebecca Ferguson.
1: Hmm. All these.
0: Oh, no June well, is it? June? <laughs> it's not June.
1: No. Exactly. Yeah, like two of them. The... Yo Yo teens not there.
0: All right. Um, Unless any. There's...
1: Oh, the do- Doctor Sleep. No.
2: No, they're not in the what am I doing
0: For one point, Hugh Jackman.
2: Oh, it's um.
1: Oh, Reminiscence Yeah. No. No. No, oh, no that's it's not what that. Okay, of. it's both the same leads in a different <laughs> film. Uh What's this? Ferguson Jackman Zendaya.
0: Oh, the greatest showman. It is the greatest showman, yes. I was trying to sort of think about trying to give you a yeah, door mateen's in the greatest showman. Apparently. I've seen that. I do not remember him in there. Also like a fifty six percent critic rating. Yeah. I think it's it's Good fun. I nobody, good nobody,
2: fun. no critic liked it. It was just that, like everybody went to see it, and everybody thought mm. it was, you know, they loved the songs, and that's yeah. why it's so I successful. Think it, I think it's a perfectly fine
1: film.
0: Eighty-six yeah. percent user uh, yeah. rating. Uh, Eric Andre.
1: Hmm, uh, a comedy of some sort. Is he in Jackass? Uh, Jackass Forever?
0: Uh, if he is, he's not in. This is
1: not the I film. said that most British way. I almost said Jackass.
2: <laughs> Jackass. <says> <laughs> also, I think Jack has got very good reviews. Like, <laughs> it did actually, yeah. yeah. Seth Rogen.
1: Uh, oh, The Interview? No. I was trying to think of a poorly reviewed Seth Rogen film. He's probably got a few, but he's got a lot of good ones.
0: I'm going to move on to the next mm. uh, yep. again excuse my pronunciation Chiwetel it, oh, God, thank you very much I, it's the writing so small here I can't see what that is
1: Chiwetel
2: Ejiofor
0: normally it's in Seth like Seth
2: Rogen <laughs> like Ejiofor's normally in good like reasonably high brand movies yeah Eric Andre Chuatel. this is not uh, that
0: old a film hmm um, what was the? I feel like the next one will give it away. Was it? Oh, what about the Lion King? It is the Lion King.
2: Huh. Of course, we were literally talking about the voice <laughs> cast of the Lion King about <laughs> ten days
1: ago. Yeah, I don't, I can't remember why, but I'm glad we did. <laughs>
0: uh, and that changes things because Matt, you're on eight points. Cardi, you are now on nine. Ooh,
1: ooh, ooh.
0: Right, three more to go. How the... Tables, turntables. Now I need. I, I even got the quote. Wrong. I need the specific film title for this one, just so you know. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, Brenton Thwaites. Good luck to him. <laughs> good, 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 good luck. <laughs> All right, Jeffrey Rush. Uh,
1: the King's Speech. Actually, that was probably the opposite. Probably, Craig's liked it. Uh, Everybody watched it, didn't? Oh, actually, is I this, know. Oh god, I know where we're going is now. Is this
2: Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> yeah. on Stranger
1: Tides?
0: It's not on Stranger Tides. Oh, it's no. not
1: that one. I have to wait for the next person though to have it.
0: Orlando have a guess. Bloom for three points.
2: I'm going at World's End. Nope. Oh, no. <laughs> Can I have a go? Yep, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead
0: Man's Chest. Nope
2: shit it's one. there's one that has a
0: us it's, it's term, got two names can... the one that was oh, okay. is it salazar's revenge no hang on let me see
2: <laughs> hang on because you... this can't be the first one because jeffrey rush would be higher up yeah. there. was he even in the first one? is david jones He's no jeffrey no, rush isn't david jones oh no he isn't He's Barbosa. Um,
1: yeah you're you're thinking of um what's his name bill Nye. bill Nye. So I'm just going to. It can't be the first one because that must have got. I feel like that got okay critic reviews. The first one.
0: I'm yeah, just going to so. copy this and just see if what if it's got a different name. Ah, it's called something else.
1: Is it Salazar's revenge? It is Salazar's yeah.
0: revenge. <laughs> it's called Dead Men Tell No Tales. Tales somewhere. Him, yeah. I never watched that one. Um, I think
1: I see the first so, three, maybe.
0: So you got that cardie Did you?
2: I, I did by default, yeah.
0: <laughs> but and that was on Orlando Bloom, so that's three points. Oh, that's the it's one he comes
2: back in, isn't it? Like after he's been abandoned at the end of the third one.
0: Right. Two well, more. Richard E. Grant.
2: Um
0: Rise of Skywalker. It is Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Good going. Uh That got uh, a critic score of 52, an audience score of 86.
1: 86? Madness. Who are these... All, like, who, <laughs> where, where, what website are we using here? <laughs> Presumably uh, Rotten
0: Tomatoes. I think it is Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. For percentage, wow. yeah. Right, wow. last one. Wow. Uh, and Matt, unfortunately, you're playing for pride now. Yeah,
1: Richard that's on. fine. There's the nail nail in the coffin. <laughs>
0: See, we did that. Lawrence Fishburne. I
1: mean... Matrix. No,
2: I see. I think he'd be
1: Revolutions. High it could be a. It could be a red herring. I don't know. No, I've gone. Revolutions.
0: Um. No. Jesse Eisenberg. Hmm. Oh. Is this, is this Batman, like versus Batman versus Superman? It is Batman yeah. versus Superman. Yep.
2: Who does Fishbone plays? Um, is, the, um, Perry, doesn't he?
1: Yeah. Yeah. In that yeah, he really yeah. That iconic uh, performance <laughs> from him there is what a filmy. Eh? That is the worst one of the bunch. Uh Matt And I'm not starting let's not I'm not talking about uh, this is a, the director of that worse. film's films.
0: <laughs> after a strong start, Matt, you finished yeah. on eight points. No worries. But Cardi, you got twenty two. What? Sheesh. I know. <laughs> <Like I'm, laughs>
1: Richard E. Grant was a big you know, I'm just such a big Richard E. Grant fan. I just, you know, I, I know his, all is, of his Is works. he,
2: like, the... Does he run, like, a He's, like, a general, or, yeah. like, a mm-hmm. Sith.
1: Like, he's, um, Hux's... Is he, like, Hux's superior? <laughs> oh, does or he like, shoot... I'm spoiling a terrible uh, sp- film for people, <laughs> but... I can't remember, like... It's been a while I, since All I remember so. was, um, when it came out, he did that really funny Twitter video. It was, like, where he like, it was just, like, really effusive about it just being like it's so good and then limmy <laughs> did a good impression of it and then richard e grant blocked him it was a funny little moment nice. in time uh um, yeah, well thank we you
0: can. to adam clayton for sending that in uh if you've got an endless search you want to send in you can send it to ign underscore uk feedback at com. and i
1: believe we've got a piece of feedback from adam coming up as well because really? he attached some to his quiz so what a day for adam double clayton um, i know um Let's hope he doesn't get uh, vertigo from how high he's feeling. Uh, <laughs> little little U2 joke for you there. Um, I've got a first piece of feedback, though, from James Clark, who says, Hi, guys. I'm writing thanks to the recent Smarties chat led by Jesse's ridiculous <laughs> claim about Smarties. Um, do your kids even like
0: Smarties, or have they got sense? I think it's they like the idea of the tube, and then they'll yeah. have a couple and that like, huh, no. Nah yeah exactly get me buttons, dad what are you doing and they throw oh, them in your face I'd love some chocolate buttons right now <laughs> I might go and get some after this treat yourself I know uh,
1: I have half of an extra thick hotel chocolate chocolate egg in my Let's fridge treat because I treated myself because they were all on
0: sale in the fridge um,
1: yeah oh chocolate in the fridge yeah I want it as hard as possible so when I suck it it lasts as long as possible out of context quotes wow <laughs> 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 Oh, God, that's getting absolutely clipped out, isn't it? Um Right. Anyway, Smarties. This is from James Clark. Yeah. They're rubbish chocolate, and we all know Cadbury Easter eggs or Lint slash Lindor are the best. Anyway, four Christmases ago, my dad found an oversized tube of Smarties, as as you do. The kind you only get at Christmas. In the back of his drinks... Oh, he found it in the back of his drinks cabinet, probably behind a Morangi or Drambui or something only the elderly have. The point of note, their best before date was 2004. So these are, what, if it's four years ago, these are 13 years out of date at this point. Uh, The absolute madman decided to try one and found that they still tasted exactly the same as regular in-date Smarties do. And this guy is a Smarties connoisseur. He doesn't go into a petrol station without buying himself some. Anyway it's now become a christmas eve tradition of my dad to have a smarty from the tube, what? and he still lives to tell the tale they've still got him just one
0: what a just tradition
1: one. <laughs> just one from the big tube <laughs> oh we all love christmas traditions
0: come on everyone gather around <laughs> he's gonna have it
1: it's gonna have one what color is it gonna be this year you should place bets uh i'm going this year it's gonna be blue i have a feeling um and uh, James has another story for us, which, which is actually a very nice story, I thought, which is, again, about his dad, who is, despite being 68, an avid gamer, and can regularly be found up until 3am playing the most recent Assassin's Creed, Red Dead, Last of Us, or Call of Duty. Back in 2007, he got really into Modern Warfare Online, and it was a great way to keep in touch with him whilst I was down in uni uh, in Norwich, whilst he was at home in the Toon. Problem was, he wasn't as sweaty as the game of base was back in the day, and we regularly found ourselves on the losing team. One of my fondest memories was on the famous Crash Map, which my, was my dad's best map to play on. Also one of mine, maybe, who knows, maybe I killed your dad uh, 15 years ago. Could have happened. Maybe your dad killed him. Who knows? Um, we always ran together when we played, and he was on an incredible snipe streak. His best effort thus far was we were hunkered down in a second floor room. I bet I know exactly what room that is. I would watch the doors whilst he sniped down the alley. I remember a grenade made it through the window and we had a split second where we both looked at it lying between us. Without thinking, I dove on the grenade, sacrificing my own streak, but saving my dad. A decision I would have made a thousand times over. Would you expect Ed to jump on a grenade for you, Al?
0: No, I'd do it for him.
1: Oh, that's good. even if he, yeah, because he's always on snipe streaks. Well, I, I
0: guess it gets like when with the age difference. Like, as he gets older, I think that dynamic will change, and I'll become the yeah. frail one, whereas he's the frail one at the <laughs> minute. Honda, exactly. Yeah. There might be a time when we're in perfect equilibrium. I don't know.
1: Hmm. Anyway, James Sanzelper so saying. Anyway, that's my dad. bounce for you, sadly sadly now i thought he was going to say sadly i'm now a dad no sadly now i'm a dad myself i have very little time to play together but hopefully we get back at it soon well maybe one day your son will jump on a grenade for you there we go and, the, and another
0: tradition we can keep going along exactly. with, along Grenades with smarties. Smarties. <laughs> uh i've got an email from ross from london who says your recent call for milkman encouraged me to write in <laughs> What I podcast? lost my job <laughs> during the pandemic and took up a part-time job with an East London milkman service. You'll be surprised to know they have innovated and now sell fresh sourdough and delightful muffins. So the profession mm. is still alive so and well.
1: Maybe there just isn't one around me because I never see like a milk... Do they still use a milk float though, do you think? Or uh, they just deliver it
0: in like a van? We have a milkman. and uh It comes at half three in the morning because it's picked up on the, the camera. Uh, it's a very quiet van so i think it might be sort of electric hey, milk um, floats
2: have generally always
1: been electric haven't yeah they, exactly mm-hmm. yeah mm. um, does yours uh supply more than milk
0: yes it, well, the service is called milk and more so <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but yeah like during the pandemic it was like you could get bread and everything mm-hmm. but uh, anyway, let's go back to Ross. He says, your comment of the drowning episode being over two years old made me realize that I've been listening to the podcast for nearly 10 years and feel very mm-hmm. old. As a long time gamer, uncomfortable the fact that in 20 years I'll be replaying Bloodborne at 30 FPS on a bad emulator when I have kids like Alex S. That's me. Mm-hmm. My friends on the other hand have recently got into gaming during the pandemic with Warzone being a gateway drug and we now play 10 to 15 hours a week their partners are concerned and associate gaming with something teenagers do and not adults that's just rubbish so. do you ever get this feedback why is there a perception that gaming should exclusively be for children or teenagers my take is that it's an un- uneducated view on the games industry as a whole and the people who say this haven't played games recently or ever at all like I certainly the other kind of parents um, like the mums and dads of um, the Hang out at the school. I yeah. don't think any of them play games at all and yeah. don't really like when I explain my job, they're just uh, bemused. You're kind
1: job not to get into ageism here, but you're because you are a few quite a few years older than me and Matt. Oh, Maybe you're in the... <laughs> 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 but you know what? Like me and Matt are more in the age of growing up playing games online. Do you know what? Like a lot of my fr- like most of my friends do or have played games. Do you know what right. I mean? Like. I feel like it's more commonplace like it's more of a, a thing like, I don't really like my family know I do they don't really you know no care
0: care well they care well I play more ass- games ass- than my kids um, yeah like
1: but yeah I don't really have anyone in my life who yeah thinks it's childhood I was gonna I say please
0: finish that sentence otherwise it sounds <laughs> desperately sad <laughs> uh, well, it's, you know
1: you know the two people I talk to they they like playing
0: games with me you no know.
1: um <laughs> Yeah,
0: um, I don't know, but I do. It's, I, I feel like it's, it's an, an arcade, arcade view. Becoming... I, like, yeah, I think there's even like storytelling, like you know, playing through the Last of Us Two, for example. It's one of those things I'd love people to kind of experience that kind of game because they probably don't even realise that that sort of thing exists. Exactly, um, and it's all kind of yeah. you know. So we still a bubble like for
1: eighty percent of most probably twelve year olds. Games are Fortnite and FIFA. Yep. That is probably, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's probably different. It seemed maybe a bit more unhealthy if you do the same thing. I think it's more, the way I look anyway, is if you're addicted to one thing, like games as a whole, I don't, you know, you can, if you vary it up, it can be a bit more kind of like people can take it a bit more serious. If all you're ever seeing is the same screen, if all you're looking at is like FIFA eight hours a day, your parents might be like, you can do anything else? If they see, you know. I don't know. I'd love a lovely, charming little indie title about, I don't know, a mouse looking for his long-lost parent, you know. that might be a bit more... I don't know what that game is. I'm making up games. that Moss? <laughs> oh, yeah. I suppose, yeah. There we go. Yeah, play Moss in VR. <laughs> there we go. That's my
2: lesson from this. Don't know where I'm going with it. There we go. Thank you. Yeah, I think kind of, like, in regards to that, like, my parents, I don't think I've ever considered it kind of childish just because I'd never grew out of it like obviously i know of people they're not my friends anymore but people i was friends with at school that i've drifted apart from i can see through like social media that it's just not part of what they do anymore i see like on my steam list on my friends list people that haven't logged in for like eight years at this point and I'm like right. you grew out of the hobby mm-hmm. i never did yeah i instinctively you know i distinctly made it a choice that i wanted it to be a huge part of my life and my career and everybody yeah. that I have around me now either understands that it's not childish, even if they don't care about it, or are people that are actively playing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I remember a distinct moment is when um, that God of War making of God of War documentary on mm-hmm. YouTube. It's like an hour long. I remember watching that, uh, and my my was actually in the room. Time so she watched most of it. And I think like that was a moment where she like she references that. She's like, I never realised quite how much it was like making a film. Really, mm-hmm. like cause yeah. they show the orchestra, they show that like it really is just a ridiculous art form of its own yeah so, yeah that was a yeah, interesting moment uh there we go thank you ross good to hear from a milkman good to hear <laughs> they're still around
2: right i've got the the aforementioned piece of feedback from adam clayton who says hi all reasonably long time listener first time writer yada 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 I got recommended to listen to you guys a few years back by my dad and happened to it's find... A big dad episode, yeah, isn't it? it's good. Dad of boy and all that. <laughs> uh, and happened to find my first episode to be the infamous Drowning Special. <laughs> we Now convinced that my dad was into some pretty <laughs> weird shit, I decided to trawl back through some previous episodes to look for a theme and found myself enthralled by all of the video game chat as well as the banter between you all. Thank you for many hours of entertainment. Recently, I was watching a Quentin Tarantino marathon and found that with many of the films, I was fantasizing about the type of game that could be produced for them on modern hardware. Django Unchained as a Red Dead Redemption 2 expansion, for example, or Kill Bill in the style of Sifu. The list goes on. This led me to wonder, are there any films that you believe a certain studio could adapt as a game uh, or would work as an expansion to another game? Um,
1: Yes. (laughs) <laughs> there are, well, actually, I think in two weeks, a week, week or two, Everything Everywhere All at Once finally mm-hmm. comes out in UK cinemas, uh, and everyone should watch that film when they get the chance to, because it is unbelievably good, like I said a couple of weeks ago. I saw an interaction on Twitter between one of the directors of that film yeah. and Sam Lake from Remedy, mm-hmm. who uh, basically the director, the uh, Sam Lake, uh, said... I saw this film, it was incredible, and the director responded saying, I love Remedy's work. If Remedy were to make a game in the universe of that film, it would be absolutely unbelievable, because there is like, a little bit of control going on in that film, like across with the Matrix, across with a lot of weirdness. So that is my pick now. Everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once made by Remedy. I feel like whenever you do this, I always pick Remedy, but they are just maybe the
2: most interesting studio, <laughs> so... That's why they're very, very cool. I think the one that like I had thought about for like the last six years or so is literally coming true. It was um I.O. Interactive doing bonds and then they announced like, yeah, that's what we're doing. So mm. I get what I want because the, the particularly that modern hitman trilogy, especially in its musical cues, is very influenced by Bond, particularly yep. like that first mission they did where you're in Paris in the suit at like the the big kind of house And the moment you step in and kind of like Diana comes over the head, it's like, welcome to Paris 47. And the way that kind of everyone's treating you is very much a Bond in a tuxedo going to an event. And then obviously the hiding behind the curtains and using your science pistol and all of that. And the way that the music escalated with as you change and do things in the mission. I was just Mm -hmm. like, well, this is clearly a Bond film, right? And then there's a, I think it's the Isle of Skyle mission that's in Hitman 2 is basically going to like Spectre's secret hideout where they're having a massive party and they're all in the masks. And I was like, okay, to the point where you have to kidnap someone and extract them out the map, which reminds me a lot of when at the end of Casino, um, he goes and kidnaps Mr. White and then, and then at the start of Quantum, he's taking him away. And I was like, this just needs a car chase at the end of it where you're getting yeah. away with the guy and that's the perfect Bond game and that's very much what I hope that IO does with there like it's a Hitman game but in between the Hitman-y stuff we get Mm -hmm. like explosive bursts of action and maybe like a car chase and stuff like that I'm
1: hoping we're kind of getting into a new era of licensed games where they're not just, you know, in the old days it would be take the film and literally Mm -hmm. recreate it with levels whereas now we're getting that Bond game we're getting Machine Games, Indiana Jones game which is an original storyline I feel like we're kind of learning from the mistakes and yeah Making stuff in universes rather than just recreating films. And yeah, Indiana, I can't wait for that. Hopefully, I mean, Xbox and Bethesda just announced their showcase. So I'd love to see something from mm. that or just yeah. see what direction they're going. Because
0: I like even though. I it, do love that. There's so many big stuff. Actually, to be honest, I forgot that the Bond game was coming. Um, mm. There was a lot of exciting stuff coming. Uh, I just wanted to come yeah. a bit faster.
1: Please. Uh, oh, that was a good podcast I say, I was going to say short and sweet this is how long all the podcasts used to be it's just recently we've for some reason been going way over an hour but yeah okay. I had a lovely time uh, I hope everyone has a lovely weekend that's what I hope <laughs> good. good that's a nice
0: yeah. way to end Matt I hope it you isn't. pass your fit to fly test oh, thank I hope you, oh, you get yes. to go on holiday <laughs> Simon yes. I'll see you at some point next week probably Oh yes, that's not a threat, by the way. That's just. Oh no, no, I don't. I
1: I see it as a, a pure pleasurable experience, and you know what? I'm just happy we now finally have an excuse to play the Overwatch theme music again on this podcast because it's back, baby.